Hey, it's John. You want to look and feel your very best? Visit the team at Cool Contours. They are the number one cool sculpting provider in Virginia. Their award-winning team of certified cool sculpting elite and cool tone specialists work with you to create a fully customized treatment plan to achieve your dream body. Learn more at cool-contours.com. That's cool-contours.com. As ranked by Algen in June 2021, cool sculpting leads FDA clear to visible fat bulges in nine areas of the body. Some common side effects include temporary numbness, discomfort, and swelling. You, I'll marry you. Watch Marry Me. Jennifer Lopez, Owen Wilson, Maluma, Marry Me. Directed by Kat Koiro. Rated PG-13. In theaters and streaming only on Peacock. Sign up now. Visit PeacockTV.com. It's still everybody welcome to this week's edition of the still real toast show episode number 620 for december 30th 2021 this is the 2021 srtu award show special i am one after the show i am jeff peck joined every single week by my co-host the one only dr trey franklin dr trey you are looking dapper my friend Listen, I try to dress up for this event because I was thinking about it before uh, we started. I don't think I've watched an award show in the last seven or eight years, but I have not missed this show in like a decade. So uh, this is where the priorities lie. Yeah, this is it, man. This is the last show of 2021. Uh, Not only do we do our award show special, we preview and predict WWE Day 1, which is this Saturday. Uh, which is weird, right? I mean, typically we don't do pay-per-view predictions, but you know, now the award show is getting uh, a little bit of they're, they're sharing their shine with WWE now as they decided to do a New Year's pay-per-view. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, it, it works for college football, I guess, and so WWE's trying to tie into that. And I, I, I don't know. I'm if this is going to be uh, interesting because we've never done this before. We've never predicted a show same time we're doing the award show, so. Uh, moving parts, chaos, all that fun stuff going into this broadcast. Are you are you excited for day one? I know we'll preview and predict it later, but are you are you excited? Like, would you do you think you'll watch it live on New Year's New Year's Day? I mean, uh, I, I mean, I could say day one ish. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, there's there's parts of it that I'm excited about. You know, Brock Roman will be interesting, but I don't know. I mean, it's just with Christmas and New Year's and everything else. Uh, I won't be watching it because we are having the uh, Rocket City Rumble that night. But oh. hey, I, you know, I'll sit down uh, on day two ish, okay, and uh, watch the show. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy it's on Saturday. The old man in me is happy because Sunday night pay per views were rough heading into Monday. So I guess you could watch it right Sunday morning, Sunday afternoon, or at least catch yeah. a couple of couple hours of it here and there. Yeah, because uh, unlike you, I don't ever get to see I don't ever get to see my NFL team uh, on TV because they just don't play West Coast teams in the South. Uh, so I can sit down and watch in, and watch it uh, as I as I watch the ticker to see how my 49ers are doing. All right. Well, I guess it's time to uh, to get into the award show section of uh, SRTU here today's episode. Uh, Doctor Trey, our first category news story of the year for you, longtime listeners of the pod. This is formerly in-ring and out-of-the-ring story of the year. So the news story of the year, we combined it. The most recent winners, back in 2018, I had Daniel Bryan getting medically cleared for an in-ring return. Dr. Trey had success of the all-in pay-per-view. 2019, I had AW launching the Wednesday Night Wars. 
Dr. Trey, the launch of AEW. And last year, both Dr. Trey and I had COVID-19's, uh, the pandemic's impact on professional wrestling as our news story of the year. Uh, Dr. Trey, would you like to kick it off here? What your news story of the year is for 2021? Yeah, I mean, I'll start things off. Um, kind of went back through and, and went through all the all the different stories and, and kind of perused everything. And to me, the biggest news story that impacted professional wrestling was just the WWE releases this year. The sheer volume of talent that was excommunicated from WWE and released out into the wild uh was huge i mean people that you and i have sat here and said this guy should be a this guy should be a world champion this guy should be a world champion just got let go i mean the number one merchandise mover in the company uh for the better part of the last couple of years you know bray wyatt released braun Strowman, carrying cross keith lee i mean the number of people and the names i mean these aren't like you're back in the day when crime time got released or you know Unfortunately, the Zack Ryder's and Kurt Hawkins of the world. I mean, these are legitimate main event talent uh, across NXT and also in WWE that were released this year. It was, to me, the most uh, shocking thing I saw all year. Well, this is uh, an easy start because that's my new story of the year as well. WWE surprising talent releases. Uh, You specifically mentioned the four guys I wrote down that shocked me. Strowman, Bray Wyatt, Keith Lee, Karrion Cross. Like... To me, it, you know, you said it best, but never saw it coming. You know, these are f- four wrestlers specifically we're, we're targeting here that you figured, you know, if you asked me a year ago, earlier this year, before their release even, uh, where will these players be in the WWE echelon scale? And I figured they would be upper mid-card main event players, you know, have a couple world title runs. Karen Cross specifically, his entire time in NXT, you read – Everything that they were excited about with him, he looked like, felt like a Vince guy, a quote Vince guy. Strowman and Bray Wyatt were already made. Keith Lee had that moment at the 2019 Survivor Series with Roman Reigns that basically broke through as him as a major player. He was getting so much love and time in NXT. So, Dr. Trey, this is an easy one for the both of us. For the second year in a row, you and I both had the same news story of the year, WWE surprising talent releases. And... I don't think that there's a new story that really comes close to this one because it was so shocking throughout all all of this past year. Yeah, I mean, it kind of defined WWE's year because, I mean, it started early in 2021 and, and ran all the way, you know, into August, September, and October. So uh, it kind of defined the landscape. And we're seeing the, the fallout from it when you're looking at guys like, you know, Malachi Black and, and Andrade El Idolo uh, making waves in, in, East, in uh, excuse me, AEW. You know, and you're seeing some of the other guys, you know, Zack Ryder hop in. Zack Ryder's been on AEW, Impact, and GCW in the last year. I mean, they're making moves, but, uh, you know, the Bray Wyatt's, the Braun Strowman's, the Keith Lee's, the Kerry Cross, those are the big names uh, of people that should, you know, probably should have been featured, at, you know, at the top of the card. And then right now they're just out there in limbo land. Yep, it, it's a damn shame, and, and, and where those particular stars, and plus some, end up in 2022 will be a major story that we'll be keeping an eye on uh, throughout the year as well. Uh, and that takes us to our next category here, Breakout Star of the Year. Uh, most recent winners of this award in 2018, I had selected Becky Lynch, Dr. Trey selected Ronda Rousey. In 2019, we both selected Kofi Kingston. In 2020, Dr. Trey had MJF, and I had Keith Lee. Good segue there from the surprising releases last year. My breakout star of the year is no longer with the company. And that's something I think if you said a year ago when we did the award show would be outright shocking, just as it was when he was released. So uh, I'll kick it off here, Dr. Trey. My breakout star of the year takes us to AEW. It's the first time I've handed this award out to an AEW superstar. And that is Darby Allen. Um, He went into this year red hot, being paired with Sting. Had a great run with the TNT Championship. Fast forward to All Out, and he gets the very first match in Chicago for CM Punk's return to professional wrestling. Uh, He has cooled off some, but he just had a great match with MJF uh, at full gear. And uh, most recently had that match pairing with CM Punk and and Sting against MJF and FTR uh, on AW Dynamite. So to me, the sky's the limit for this guy. But I guess after last year where I gave the award to Keith Lee, it could potentially be the kiss of death. I don't know. 
But I would be surprised in that. I think Darby Allen is in line for a very big career in professional wrestling. Dr. Trey, my choice for breakout start of the year is Darby Allen from AEW. A uh, fantastic choice. For me, it came down to two people, and he was my second choice. So, uh, But a guy who's, you know, like you said, super red hot you know, throughout the year. He's, I mean, he's getting in the ring with, like, legends. I mean, he's there. He's got the pair with Sting. He's in the ring with CM Punk. You know, he's in there with, you know, MJF, who's, you know, right now maybe one of the hottest commodities in all of professional wrestling. So fantastic selection for you, and it was my number two choice. So I'll segue myself because, as I said, my number two choice. My winner of this year is uh, the basically Darby and my guy kind of came out even. The deciding factor was I sat here on this show a couple years ago and said, I don't like this guy. I don't get it. And now I'm a big fan. And so my breakout star of the year is Matt Riddle. Uh, Riddle's been featured all throughout programming. Uh, the RK Bro stuff has been some of the most entertaining stuff we've seen since maybe – you know, team held no, like the oddball pairings. It's been fun. It's been great. We're seeing him pop up on NXT being the shaman for, uh, you know. MSK. Yeah, MSK. I almost said, I almost said it completely better. I wasn't KSM. <laughs> um, but I, to me, he's grown on me. Like, this is a guy that I used to sit there and watch. It was like, I, I just don't get it. I don't like him. And then now he's completely won me over. And it's weird. He's kind of become a Vince guy and I didn't think he would be a Vince guy but when you're seeing him pop up everywhere uh that shows me that Vince has a lot of faith in him so uh my winner for breakout star of the year is Matt Riddle I think that's a great choice he was number two on my list uh if there's a WWE breakout star of the year it's Matt Riddle uh AW star breakout star of the year definitely Darby Allen uh Dr. Trey I, I I think um I think it's clear cut here I mean these are two guys that really set the wrestling world on fire and, and elevated their games uh, in both wrestling companies. I, I, I don't know if there's a third person or team that would come as close and as successful as Darby Allen and Matt Riddle were breakout-wise in, in their respected organizations. No, because I went back and looked at our, our midway point, and although we had a few names on there, a lot of the names that have kind of cooled off from about the summer point on to the end of the year, and I think these guys have kept their momentum and in, in, in instances elevated their games up to that, you know, borderline superstardom level. So I think these two guys just, you know, carried it longer than anybody else. All right, let's get to our next category here. It is moment of the year. Which moment in professional wrestling stood out to us as the most uh, exciting, impactful, uh, adrenaline-pumping moment throughout the entire year? Uh, in most recent memory in 2018, Dr. Trey, or excuse me, I had Reigns announcing he has leukemia and Ambrose turning on Rollins all in one night. Dr. Trey had Daniel Bryan announcing he has been medically cleared for an in-ring return. In 2019, we both had Kofi Kingston winning the WWE Championship. In 2020, we both had Edge returning at the Royal Rumble. And I have a feeling that t- 2021, it p- could potentially be the same. We don't talk about uh, until, like, once Dr. Trey says it, that's the first time I've heard it. But I do have a feeling that this one is uh, pretty much a layup. So, Dr. Trey, take it away. What was your moment of the year? Uh, yeah, I mean, if, if you listen to this show long enough, it's it's usually returns or something very sad. Uh, this year, once again, we're going with returns. I'm going back to August of uh, 2021 in Chicago. The person who we could not talk about on this show for six and a half years Return to professional wrestling, CM Punk making his return in Chicago back in August to AEW, seeing him on TV for the first time, really in a wrestling ring in seven years was incredible. Um, the arena was just, I mean, electric. They're, 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 we've, we've had great returns, but I don't remember one quite like that where it literally, I mean, the edge at the Rumble, or when Edge returned, it gave me chills, but you know, for us being diehard CM Punk fans, you hear that music, you see him come out, the the emotion in his face, the whole nine yards. I mean, it was everything that you want a return to professional wrestling to be. So CM Punk coming back is my moment of the year. Yeah, typically we agree on these. I, I'm looking back since like 2015. The only time we have disagreed was in 2018 when uh, I had Reigns announcing leukemia and Ambrose turning on Rollins. Dr. Trey have been Daniel Bryan announcing it's been medically cleared. Uh, and that streak will continue. This is an easy one. CM Punk's return to professional wrestling at AW Rampage's first dance in Chicago, Illinois. 
uh, is not only uh, um, this moment of the year, but maybe one of the biggest moments we've ever covered here on the show. It was it was so cool. It was uh, one of the most loudest reactions I've heard in some time. It reminds me a lot of Triple H in 2002 when he returned to Madison Square Garden on Raw to set up the, that year's Royal Rumble heading into WrestleMania 18. It was it was massive. It's something that I never thought we would see. Um, I had my doubts it would ever happen in AEW. If it ever happened, I felt like it would be in WWE. And that entire story throughout the summer really just kept a lot of things moving. Tony Khan did not shy away from it. He didn't want to come out and, and like ruin the surprise. Um, he said, you know, it was going to be a major moment for professional wrestling history, and it was. It was it was a long time coming, seven years, and uh, CM Punk's back in professional wrestling. I this was this was an easy one, Doctor Trey. I know we'd like to talk about what was number two, number three, even. I I couldn't think of anything else, honestly. This was such a cool moment for professional wrestling fans. Yeah, I, I think the closest thing to me was also AEW was the end of uh, All Out when you yeah. saw Brian Gatiss and Adam Cole, but that was. It, it was it was cool, but it wasn't. It it didn't give me chills. Punk coming back and, and you're hearing cults of personality play actually gave me chill and gave me all the feels from when I was, you know, a much younger man and loving professional wrestling. So it, it's it, it wasn't close. Uh, let's get to our next category here: our event of the year for 2021. Uh, in most recent memory, in 2018, I had All In, Doctor Trey and NXT Takeover New Orleans. In 2019, I had NXT TakeOver New York, Dr. Trey at WWE SummerSlam 2019. In 2020, I had NXT TakeOver Portland, Dr. Trey had WWE Royal Rumble 2020. And uh, maybe similar to Moment of the Year, again, this may be one that is uh, quite easy to select. Uh, I went back to all of our ratings for this past year. Um, we keep track of all that stuff and, and see how it all turns out. Uh, to this point. So when I looked back, the highest rating I gave this year was a 4.7, and that was at or for AEW All Out. It was one of the highest rated shows I've ever uh, graded here in the history of the podcast. And to me, it's uh, it's an easy one to pick here, Dr. Trey. So for me, the event of the year was AEW All Out. Yeah, um, actually, once again, you're right. Like I, I, I went through all my ratings, and, and, and even then, I'll, I'll sit there and try to say, well, maybe I skewed it a little bit, maybe I should have graded a little bit lower. But at the end of the day, uh, you know, all out in September 5th, that was that was my event of the year, especially when you look at that card. And, and even though the main event may not have been as good as what we have wanted, you know, with Christian Cage and, and Kenny Omega, it was still a solid main event. But when you look at you know, Punk and Darby Allen, MJF and Jericho, the Lucha Bros and the, and the Young Bucks, even uh, that Miro-Eddie Casey match. I mean, just a great show from, from start to finish. And for a show that long, usually when we watch, you know, we grade takeovers usually pretty high, but they usually have about five matches on the show. For the sheer volume of matches and entertainment value from start to finish, yeah, All Out was, was fantastic. Dr. Trey, do you think it's one of the greatest shows we have ever covered watched in the history of the srtu podcast I, I would say it would be definitely probably top three um i mean you're you're the srtu historian and you have <laughs> typically all the grades but uh just the only thing the only thing that that makes me hesitate on this is just the fallout after it where you and i sat there for weeks going are they losing their momentum from how great all out was um and I can say that that is the only reason why I hesitate on saying is the greatest one because the payoff post you know pay per view wasn't as strong as we would have liked, but the event itself, I mean, from start to finish for that entire time, you're just captivated. Yeah, it was uh, an amazing show. It uh, got a lot of people buzzing. Uh, the post stuff is like Dr. Trey saying a little bit debatable now on on how they've carried on with that momentum but when you look at the show itself it was pretty damn near perfect so there you go our event of the year both of us selecting aew all out from uh september labor day weekend this past year uh our next category feud of the year uh back in 2018 dr trey and i both had tomaso champa and johnny gargano in 2019 we both had adam cole and johnny gargano in 2020 we both had edge and randy orton now we'll have to see if uh, in 2021, if Dr. Trey and I both have the same feud of the year for the fourth year in a row. Dr. Trey, I hand it over to you, my friend. So far, you and I are uh, 
pretty much picking the same stuff. Where do we stand here? Your feud of the year for 2021. Uh, well, once again, I mean, to me, I don't know. I, I don't know if this was a down year for feuds or, or what, but I went through them and I'm like, man, the only one that really jumps out to me that I was really invested in and, and because of the length of it, uh, I go to, you know, arguably one of the goats in professional wrestling and one of the uh, pillars of AEW. I, to me, the feud of the year for me was Jericho and MJF. I mean, from, you know, tying in with you know MJF to the inner circle and then, you know, the, uh, the, the dance number they did and then the turn and then the feud and then, Although, yes, the fall from the top of the War Games uh, structure was a little laughable. Just the intensity, I mean, just the, the gambit that they ran from it being playful and a little cheesy and corny, and then, you know, the turn happens, and then it gets so intense. Like, just the the, the full scope of, of that feud is what you want in a really great feud. It had you run the entire uh, lineage of emotions there, so... Uh, for 2021, MJF and Jericho get my feud of the year. So, so far, four out of five, Dr. Trey and I have agreed on, as I have also selected Chris Jericho versus MJF from AEW as my feud of the year. It's uh, it's what Dr. Trey said, right? It started at All Out the night after, or the Wednesday after, All Out 2020, and it carried itself out all the way till All Out of this past year. It had different uh, ebbs and flows. They were friends, they were enemies, they were frenemies. There's uh, stables that were created, like the Pinnacle. It helped elevate MJF's game where, you know, we all felt like he was uh, a major, a future major player, and Jericho helped raise him up uh, as a major player. Now he's feuding with CM Punk. It's uh, it's something that when you look back at who helped make MJF who he is two years from now, a year from now, three years from now, it'll be this Chris Jericho feud. Very rarely do you see feuds last this long and it did and it's it's one of my favorite feuds i think we've ever covered here in the history of the podcast dr trey like it's it's not kevin Cena el generico which is always my favorite feud we've ever covered in the history of the show but i feel like for the length of it and the different twists and turns that they played out i think it may be one of my favorite feuds it's like steen generico champa gargano and maybe jericho mjf yeah, this feud reminded me, maybe in a different way, but just it was it's like watching a younger version battle an older version. And I go back to Jericho and Shawn Michaels. Like when you know, when Jericho was coming up, everybody compared him to Shawn Michaels. Then when we finally got that great feud, like you're like, Man, these guys are so good. And then when you see MJF and Jericho, it's like in a lot of ways they're they're very, very similar. So when you see them going at it. It is kind of like watching a younger Jericho battle the older Jericho. So I think when you get those kind of rivalries, you know, where it's kind of like the older generation versus the younger generation and it lasts this long, you know, in a lot of ways it's going to be transcendent because, I mean, this is going to be one of those feuds that, like you talked about, when MJF, when 2024 rolls around and we get the great bidding war for MJF, like this feud uh, kind of defines that him stepping up uh, in weight class, so to speak, and becoming a main event star. Yeah, absolutely. It's um, it's hard to keep wrestling fans' attention for so long, and they were able to do that for an entire year and did not make people feel like it was a waste of their time. So props to AEW, MJF, Chris Jericho on getting the feud of the year from both Dr. Trey and I for 2021. Uh, and now match of the year. This this may be where things change. Uh, I'm not sure, but it's quite possible because this is a hard one always to uh, to pick here. Sometimes there's clear-cut winners. Sometimes there's not. In 2018, I had Kenny Omega and Kazuchika Okada from Dominion in New Japan. Dr. Trade, Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho from Wrestle Kingdom 12 for New Japan. In 2019, we both had Johnny Gargano versus Adam Cole from NXT TakeOver New York. In 2020, we both had The Undertaker versus AJ Styles in a Boneyard match from WrestleMania 36. Uh, and now it's the 2021 pick. So I'll kick it off here, Dr. Trey. My match of the year, you got to go back to WrestleMania 37, and you got to look at the SmackDown brand for the SmackDown Women's Championship, Bianca Belair versus Sasha Banks. Uh, I love that match. I love that it closed WrestleMania 37 night one. I love that it helped make Bianca Belair a star. I liked the feud heading into that WrestleMania match, and I think it really brought people uh on board with the fact that bianca belair is someone to keep an eye on as we move forward here in professional wrestling uh i really really enjoyed this match it it was a hard one to pick 
because there were so many good other so many good matches throughout the year that I enjoyed. Edge and Seth Rollins from SummerSlam, uh, Ilya Dragunov and Walter from NXT Takeover 36, Lucha Bros and the Young Bucks from AW All Out, MJF and Darby Allen from AW Full Gear. But uh, throughout the entire year, as we would pick these match of the nights from all of our pay per views, or you'd see the matches on Dynamite, Raw, SmackDown, Rampage, whatever. Uh, to me, it was always these matches were chasing Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks. So for me, Dr. Trey, my pick for 2021's match of the year, Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks for the SmackDown Women's Championship at WrestleMania 37. Yeah, I really like that match. And not just, you know, for the match itself, but also just what it meant to women of color. I mean, there was so many young girls in the crowd crying from that match. Uh, and just the emotions, you can see it on Sasha's face and Bianca's face. So I really liked it. Scary thing is, Jeff, that didn't make my top four. Wow. Okay. Okay. Cool. So so I'm actually going with a match that I criticized uh, just a few weeks ago. So my match of the year for 2021 is the 60-minute time limit draw for winners coming between Brian Danielson and Hangman Adam Page. I went back and watched it uh, yesterday just to – kind of look at it with a with a whole clear mindset and not you know book you know fantasy booking it but part of it is the fact that when Brian Danielson returned you and I would sit here and watch his matches and cringe at times hoping he didn't get hurt again and to see him go 60 minutes with a with a guy like Hangman Page uh who's a fantastic wrestler um size, speed, strength, all the things you look for in, in a top flight wrestler to go 60 minutes and hold the audience for the entire time. Like there was no, I, 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 I didn't see any spots in there. Where I was like, man, they should, they should wrap this up. Like it was, it kept me engaged for an entire hour. Uh, so when I looked at all the matches and I, and I had some of the same ones, I had Walter and Ilya Dragunov. That was a fantastic match. Lucha Bros and the Young Bucks, uh, Finn Balor and, and Pete Dunne. Uh, from St. Valentine's Day Massacre, uh, NXT. Those were the the ones that I had in contention. And at the end of it, I I, could, I can't say that for sixty minutes I, I haven't been that engaged in the match since Brett and and Sean. So uh, Danielson and, and Paige. I mean, that's my match of the year for twenty twenty one. You took the wind out of the sails on the criticisms that may come here because you were like I, I <laughs> tore it apart a couple weeks ago. Oh, I'm yeah. shocked by this, man, because I was defending this match to you. But I love it. I, I love that you rewatched it and you were like, damn, this is this is pretty good to the extent where it's the match of the year. That's It's it's up there. I thought this was a phenomenal match. So I'm, I'm very shocked. This may be one of the most shocking things I've ever experienced during the award show because you were like vehement about how bad it was. Like, didn't you challenge me? Like, this is just like Brett and Sean? I, I, I looked at it as in the sense of where – AEW placed it. That was my biggest criticism. I, I didn't Fair. like them giving it away for free on an episode of Dynamite. And when you think of like great matches in the pantheon of wrestling history, you know you want it on a, on a much bigger stage with a much bigger audience to watch. But when you actually sit there and, and actually you know dissect the match itself, like I mean Walter and Ilya was really really close because I loved that match. Um, but this one, I mean, for 60 minutes, I, I, I have a hard time taking that away from anybody. And, it, and by the way, for those of you who are uh, the New Japan fans out there, I apologize. I haven't watched a single New Japan match all year. And there's Same. Some, there were some great ones from what I've heard. So I apologize for not watching all of those. But uh, 60 minutes, I mean, and to keep me engaged. And this is on the heels of him just doing, you know, him doing 30 with Omega just a couple months ago. Like, I mean, two, two matches, 90 minutes, and keep me entertained. I got to give Brian Anderson a ton of credit this year. I love it, man. I love it. Love it. That's a great pick. That's a great pick as well. I can't, I can't disagree with that. That's a great pick. Uh, let's get to our next category. Tag Team of the Year. Uh, in 2018, I had the Undisputed Era, Carl O'Reilly, Roderick Strong, and Bobby Fish. Dr. Trey, the Young Bucks, Matt, and Nick Jackson. In 2019, I had the Viking Raiders of Eric uh, and Ivar. Dr. Trey had the Undisputed Era of Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish. In 2020, I had the Street Profits. Uh, Angelo Dawkins and Montez Ford, Dr. Trey the North, Ethan Page and Josh Alexander. Uh, so it's it's been some time, Dr. Trey. I'm actually looking at the history of this award. The only time you and I have ever agreed was when we uh, brought this award 
into the award show, which was in 2016, and that was the revival of Dash Wilder and Scott Dawson in WWE. Outside of that, we've always disagreed on this one. <laughs> Let's see where we stand on this one, because I, I felt like this was a hard one to pick this year. So I'll start with you, man. What was your tag team of the year for 2021? So I, I narrowed it down to three teams, and ironically enough, they're all brothers. Um, you know, it, it, to me, it came down to the Usos, the Young Bucks, and the Lucha Bros. And at the end of the day, it, it was really, really close. But I went with the Lucha Bros. I mean, this is another one of those things where, like, I was not a big Lucha Bros fan early on in AEW. And just going back and, and looking over 2021, like, they won me over. I mean, not, and, and a little bit is not just their tag team wrestling, but some of the singles matches they've had as well. I mean, that Ray Phoenix, Kenny Omega match was phenomenal. Um, but man, you know, you go back to, uh, that match they had with, you know, at, at um, at all out in the cage with the young bucks, Lucha bros really stepped their game up this year. And Lucha bros are my tag team of the year for 2021. They just had a phenomenal year from start to finish. And, and we're always right there putting out incredible matches. And then, this run they've been on the last, you know, four months, man, I, they kind of came out, they kind of like, like a kind of dark horse and came up from behind it. And for me, pulled it out and won the, the award for 2021 tag team of the year. Well, it's good to see that you and I are keeping uh, in line with always disagreeing on this one, uh, which is totally fine, right? The first time, only time we've done it was the first time we ever did it. Uh, but I'm going to keep it in AEW. I, I think the Lucha Bros definitely are in consideration for this award, so I don't disagree with that. Uh, Usos definitely deserve this award uh, as well. But I'm going with the Young Bucks, Matt and Nick Jackson uh, in AEW. I thought that they had a, a fantastic year. Ever since their loss at full gear, they've taken a little bit of a backseat as I think we're starting to build towards their next um, storyline and feud that potentially could be happening. And I, I have some vision where... Adam Cole and the Young Bucks kind of split up a little bit. So I, I'm going to go with the Young Bucks, Matt and Nick Jackson. Love the choice for the Lucha Bros, Dr. Trey. But I felt like for the duration of the entire year that the Young Bucks really dominated. Uh, and probably Lucha Bros would have been number two for me. So we, once again, disagree here. I have the Young Bucks. You have the Lucha Bros. But you can't go wrong with either one, honestly. No, and I, I think if I, if I was ranking them, I think the Bucks would have been my number two pick. And I, and I think... Uh, when you came, when they came out of All Out and they got into the rivalry of Jurassic Express, even though some of those matches have been great, and, and like that's where I say, like to me, it's just like they dipped a little bit, and that's where the Lucha Bros caught them. But I, like you're, you're basically flipping a coin, splitting hairs, whatever you want to call it, between those two teams this year. Yeah, without a doubt, you you really truly are. So uh, those are our picks for uh, Tag Team of the Year, keeping it in AEW, and now it's time for our Female Wrestler of the Year. Uh, this award was brought into uh, the award show stratosphere in 2016 uh in 2018 dr trey and i both had becky lynch in 2019 we both had becky lynch in 2020 i had bailey dr trey had oscar was the very first time we ever disagreed on this award and now it's for uh the 2021 winner which i i'm skeptical i i i don't think we may have the same selection here because this is a hard one to pick because there were so many good female wrestlers for 2021, but I'm going to go back to uh, one of the participants for my match of the year and keep it towards uh, keep it with Bianca Belair as my female wrestler of the year. Um, she was tearing it up on SmackDown and Raw this past year. I think the sky is the limit for her. Ever since I saw her in the May Young Classic and then carry over to NXT, I've been very high on Bianca Belair. I've said on the show that I think that uh, it's the closest athletic female star we have seen in some time since Charlotte Flair. Uh, I'm really excited to see where her career goes in 2022 and beyond. So I, I thought she had just a great year, Dr. Trey, and I'm so happy for all of her success. So for me, my female rest of the year was Bianca Belair. Yeah, once again, we're disagreeing on this one. So <laughs> I, I, I think I think Bianca had a great year, but uh, it, it, I don't know. I, this year, I kind of feel like an AEW homer because uh, my female wrestler of the year is uh, – Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. I, I think from start to finish, you and I would sit here and clamor for her to finally get the women's title, uh, which she finally did. She's been on a great run. She's arguably been one of the most entertaining, like, I guess, I guess most stable entertaining factor on AEW has been Britt Baker. And she's worked with everybody. Uh, she's even helped elevate, she's helped elevate a bunch of women in that division to, 
it's not nearly as bad as it was when you and I sat here two years ago when the show started. Uh, I mean, she had good matches with Ty Conti, who I didn't know if Ty Conti could have a good match. She had a great match with Chris Statlander and Sheeta and uh, Ruby Soho and, and Rio. Like, she's just been able to help elevate everybody else's game. And to me, that's always been the sign of a great wrestler is if you can make everybody step to your level instead of you dropping down to theirs. Uh, so for me, it's Adam Cole's girlfriend or, uh, you know, <laughs> Britt Baker's basically uh, like Adam Cole's become Miss Britt or Mr. Britt Baker for a lot of parts, because I think to me, she's she, right now. She's a bigger star than Adam is. I, to me, she's 2021 female wrestler of the year. Yeah, I can't disagree with that. She had an amazing year. Um, I think both these women overall when you look at them, really broke out, uh, kind of became household names of professional wrestling. You felt like that they had the opportunity to, especially Britt Baker more uh, than Bianca Belair in 2020. And here we are a year later. Um, and they're both our selections for female wrestlers of the year. So the, the female wrestling division is so healthy right now, Dr. Trey. It, it, it really is so cool to see. I think to me, the rise of the female wrestling division in 2021 even more is some of the closest things I've seen from a talented perspective than, than like the attitude error. Like I'm really psyched to see where female wrestling goes and seeing female wrestlers headline WrestleMania. You don't bat an eye at it anymore. Like they deserve it. So female wrestling, very, very healthy heading into next year. So this is a great sign to see Dr. Trey. Yeah. And and that's what made this, this category kind of hard to choose. Cause when you go back and look at some of the people we had at our midway point and, you know, the Rhea Ripley's, the Raquel Gonzalez, the uh, the EOs, like there was a lot of women. But because of the ebbs and the flows and because of so much talent, some of those other ladies kind of dropped back a little bit. But, you know, Britt and Bianca were kind of head and shoulders of everybody else the entire year. All right, Dr. Trey, our next category here is Male Wrestler of the Year. This was introduced in 2016 uh, when we split it up for Female and Male Wrestlers of the Year. Uh, in 2018, I had Kenny Omega from New Japan, Dr. Trey and Tommaso Ciampa from NXT. In 2019, we both had Adam Cole from NXT. And in 2020, we both had Drew McIntyre from Raw. This is going to be an interesting one because we've talked about it all year long about uh, it being a two to three horse race. I have a feeling that it's a a two horse race in this one, but I'll uh, be interested to get Dr. Trey's thoughts first on this. Dr. Trey, who is your selection for male wrestler of the year? Yeah, one of the things with this is also consistency. Um and I don't think anybody was more consistently good than the entire year uh, than Roman Reigns. Uh, so for me, Roman, uh, the reinvention of the Roman Reigns character and into this, you know, the tribal chief, the head of the table, you know, all those things like he has just been so damn good the entire year, uh, not just in ring work, but promos. And that was something you and I sat here for years wishing we could finally see the real Roman Reigns kind of come out and, and see that personality come out. And this year he has just nailed it across the board. Plus, you know, once again, he, he's working with everybody, helping try to elevate other guys up. 2021, that it was the year of Roman Reigns for me. So Roman gets my award this year for it. We're back on the train of a green here, Dr. Trey, because my 2021 male wrestler of the year is Roman Reigns. Uh, to me, it was a two-horse race between Roman and, and Kenny Omega. The third horse I mentioned there is Bobby Lashley, uh, but I felt like he was on the outside of this one. Roman Reigns. Uh, I don't know what else I could say that, that you have already said, Dr. Trey, because his character has, has been reinvented, revigorated, and is so damn entertaining to watch. Like This is his prime. Uh, it was skeptical at points throughout his career whether or not he was ever going to reach this prime, but he really has. To me, he's entered that echelon uh, in the same conversation as Rock Austin, John Cena, Roman Reigns now, like the guys that carried the torch. It felt very forceful for a period of time. They went in the sealed direction, and he has been tearing it up ever since. I'm looking forward to Reigns versus Brock Lesnar uh, this Saturday at day one. So both of us picking our male rest of the year, Roman Reigns from SmackDown. Uh, and that takes us to our next category, Wrestling Promotion of the Year. Uh, we introduced this category in 2019. Uh, we've broken WWE up into different sub-promotions, NXT, Raw, SmackDown, what have you. In 2019, for the first year we handed it out, we both picked WWE NXT. In 2020, we both selected AEW. And now in 2021, I'm I'm interested to see where... 
where we pick here. I, I think, again, someone to male wrestler of the year that this is a two-horse race for the most part, um, from my perspective. So I'll go first, Dr. Trey. My 2021 uh, wrestler wrestling promotion of the year uh, was WWE SmackDown. It was tight between SmackDown and AEW. But when I look at the entire body of work, I felt like SmackDown never let me down as a wrestling fan. It was consistently good. It never had many points where it dipped. It never had points where it was mediocre. It was, to me, the most entertaining wrestling show, wrestling promotion I watched throughout the entire year. While AEW had moments where it was like skyrocket, sky high, then there were some shows where it dipped. Then there were some shows that were pretty mediocre and a little bit confusing. To me, SmackDown stayed the most consistent. So for me, Dr. Trey, my wrestling promotion of the year is the blue brand of WWE, WWE SmackDown. Yeah, to me, I'm with you. It came down to the two-horse race. And I don't, I don't know if, if it's – this may be the crazy thing. I, I think Pat McAfee is the person that kind of puts SmackDown over for me as well. Like um, – the commentating on SmackDown, as much as I love AEW, Pat McAfee's energy is like so contagious that it, it just makes everything better. Like, like Pat McAfee to me has made Rick Boogs a star. Like, it's just crazy. But you're right. For me, AEW is like going to the amusement park, and some rides are fantastic, and some rides are, are bad. But a or uh, SmackDown has just been so consistently good the entire year. Uh, that it's hard for me to to put AEW back on top. So for me, my 2021 promotion of the year is WWE SmackDown. Yeah, it, it's been such a good show. Like most recently, the Lesnar and Sami Zayn stuff has been some of my favorite stuff I've ever seen uh, in 2021 this year. Like it's been so good. I, I, I can't think of a time where I watched SmackDown, Dr. Trey, where I didn't feel entertained by what I was watching, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, even you go back to when uh, before when, when Baron Corbin was broke. You know, and, and he was out there like panhandling basically on SmackDown. I mean, they've just been so good in tying in the their you know they they have moments where it's super intense. They have moments who have really great comedy. The women's wrestling on SmackDown's been better than the women's wrestling on any other show. Uh, it, it's just hard to top them from start to finish. I mean, even now in the year when you got the Usos tied up with the New Day, that's always good. You know, and the stuff with you know with King Woods and everything else like. It's just been a great show from start to finish from, you know, all the way through from from January to December. SmackDown's been the most consistently good show. So there you go. Wrestling Promotion of the Year. Dr. Trey and I both selecting WWE SmackDown. And that takes us to our final category. It's the biggest prize of them all, Dr. Trey. It is the SRTU Wrestler of the Year Award. In 2018, I had Kenny Omega. You had Tommaso Ciampa. In 2019, I had Adam Cole. You had Becky Lynch. In 2020, we both selected Drew McIntyre, and now it takes us to 2021. Who stood out to both of us as the wrestler of the year? Dr. Trey, I started off with you, my friend. Who is your SRTU wrestler of the year? Yeah, this this one is, is tricky, as is because there's a lot of, of really solid performers, even some people maybe outside of the scope of, of individual awards. But when you look at just consistency of the product from start to finish, to me, it's it's the year of Roman Reigns. Like Roman has been so good all year long, and this is you know once again, like I said earlier, that like it's somebody that I used to bash on this show for a long time, and just seeing him come into his own, and maybe it's the Paul Heyman influence, and you know getting to work with his with his cousins, but he just seems so relaxed, so natural. His in-ring stuff is great. His promos are great. Everything about him has just been so top-notch the entire year through. So for 2021, uh, Wrestler of the Year, Roman Reigns. Uh, I can't disagree with that, Dr. Trey. My choice for SRT Wrestler of the Year was also Roman Reigns from WWE SmackDown. Uh, In the history of this show, he has probably been considered a top guy now since 2014, 15. You and I have never given him that award. Despite being at the top of the card the entire time, having world title runs, main events for WrestleMania, he never received that award from us. And this is the very first time he has won this award in the history of the Still Realtor show. And I don't think there's anybody more deserving than him. It was 
I think it was a runaway. It was Roman Reigns' world in 2021 in professional wrestling, and we were all just kind of living in it. So the last three categories here is really kind of showcased how good Roman Reigns was by Reigns winning Male Wrestler of the Year, SmackDown winning the promotion of the year, and then overall SRT Wrestler of the Year, both going to Roman Reigns from both of us. Uh, this was this was the year of Roman Reigns, Dr. Trey. I think he cemented himself as one of the greatest of all time by the performances that he had in professional wrestling this year. I, I loved everything that Roman Reigns did. That, that character had very, very, very small uh, moments where it wasn't that good. For the most part, 99% of the time, I mean, he was flawless. I'm, I, what a character. What an entertainer. What a wrestler for 2021, Dr. Trey. Roman Reigns winning the award from both of us. Yeah, and the, and the crazy thing is, as you mentioned, like for in seven years of us doing this uh, this award show, Roman, I think, has only won one award, and that was when you gave him moment of the year for you know the the leukemia announcement with the Moxley turn on Rollins. I think that's the only award he's won from us in seven years and been a top guy. Uh, so to see him elevate his game up to a whole another level this year, um, and, and see him, you know, seeing a guy fulfill his promise. Um, of what a great talent he could be to see that come to fruition uh, is something it, it's beautiful because you, you don't get to see that all the time. So um, the elevation of his game this year was just fantastic. I think they let Roman be Roman, right? I mean, it didn't yeah. feel like it was a, a shove down your throat character at this point. No, just him. Like I said, like it's just him. I mean, he always looks so relaxed and so natural, no matter what environment he's been in this year. Uh, and that's just a guy that just is, feels comfortable in his own skin. He's not really portraying a character. It's it's the old adage of take who you are, turn it up to eleven, and see how it goes. And I think Roman did that this year, and it it really captivated the audience. All right, Doctor Trey, uh, let's recap the award winners in this past year for a new story of the year. Doctor Trey and I both had WWE surprising talent releases, uh, breakout star of the year. Doctor Trey and I both had Dar- I had Darby Allen, Doctor Trey, and Matt Riddle. Uh, moment of the year, we both had CM Punk's return to professional wrestling and AEW Rampage's first dance. Event of the year, we both had AEW All Out. Feud of the year, we both had Chris Jericho and MJF from AEW. Match of the year, I had Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks from WrestleMania 37. Dr. Trey had Hangman Adam Page versus Brian Danielson from AEW's Winner is Coming. Tag Team of the Year, I had the Young Bucks, Matt and Nick Jackson, Dr. Trey, the Lucha Brothers, Penta El Cero, and Ray Phoenix. Female Wrestler of the Year, I had Bianca Belair. Dr. Trey had Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. Male Wrestler of the Year, we both had Roman Reigns. Wrestling Promotion of the Year, we both had WWE SmackDown. And like we just announced, our SRTU Wrestler of the Year, Dr. Trey and I both had Roman Reigns from SmackDown. Dr. Trey, solid year for professional wrestling overall. I thought it was uh, a good year given everything going on with the pandemic still looming above our heads. So uh, a solid year for professional wrestling overall. Yeah, it, it was really solid year. I mean, the, 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 the releases kind of dampened it a little bit, but... You know, one of the things I like I like to look at is when you look at our wrestlers of the year, all these people are still active. So, you know, you go back to 2015, like pretty much everybody that we've picked to be, you know, for either female, male, or wrestler of the year, they're still out there, which means there's a ton of depth and a ton of great talent. At any point, one of those guys can step their game up and, and reclaim that top spot. So uh, kind of looking forward to seeing how, two, how 2022 plays out. All right, there you go. So feel free to chime in on Twitter at SRTU Podcast or Facebook.com slash The Still Real to Show. Now it's time to do something completely different than we've ever done here in the history of the award show special, and that is time to preview and predict WWE Day 1 that takes place this Saturday. So let's get into it, Dr. Trey, with our preview and predictions. The first match here is for the Raw Tag Team Championship. You have RK Bro defending against the Street Profits who won the RK Bro tournament this past Monday. Who do you like in this one? I don't know about you, but this one's tricky for me because, I mean, it, booking-wise, babyface, babyface, and you just had Street Profits and the Mysterios in the finals of that tournament. I, I think I'm going to stay with the champs and stay with, stick with uh, Rated RK Bro, but it kind of feels like they might be turning Street Profits heel. Uh, I like RK Bro as well. The heel thing's interesting because I thought Montez was doing some heelish stuff on Raw this past Monday, yeah. but they are super over. I think that'd be strange to to turn them heel. So take, both of us taking RK Bro. Next match here is Drew McIntyre taking on Madcap Moss. I'm happy for Madcap Moss to be in this position. However, this is a Drew McIntyre victory, Dr. Trey. So I'm taking Big Drew. 
I, I there is part of me that looks at it and goes, yeah, on paper this should even be like this is a no question. For some reason, I feel like there's going to be a swerve. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Drew McIntyre as well, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's some kind of like crazy swerve finish. Like, why do you put Madcap Moss in this position just to get run over? Uh, this could be yeah yeah. I don't know why they do this unless Happy Corbin is uh, is injured. Um, next match here. This this is going to be a tough one for the Raw Women's Championship. Becky Lynch defends against Liv Morgan. Who do you like in this one, Doctor Trey? I, I almost feel like you put yourself into a corner. Like I mean, just on social media. Like I, I don't know. I, I still play that WWE Supercard game, and like every like every third or fourth person I come across, their avatar is Liv Morgan. Like she's super over, and they're really really trying hard to to make her in that underdog darling. Think I'm going to take Liv, uh, just because of the way they booked this whole thing. Like I, I could see Liv winning, but they drop it the belt back at Rumble or something like that. But I just kind of feel like they put themselves in a corner where Liv kind of has to win. Otherwise, you're going to really, really piss off that audience. See, I thought we were going to differ on this one. I, I'm with you. I'm going to go with Liv Morgan. I think WWE wants to make this day one pay per view a huge night. And I think I agree with you. They backed themselves into a corner here. You can't have her lose again to Becky Lynch. Um, they have the ability right now to make Liv Morgan a huge star heading yeah. to WrestleMania season. Like you could see it right now. You see her breaking through. Uh, I'm going to take Liv Morgan as well, Dr. Trey, to win the Raw Women's Championship. Next match here, again, I think it's this one, this one is uh, is tough to call. Edge taking on The Miz. This has been a really good buildup and feud. We saw the broodbath this past Monday on Raw. Oh, I went back and forth on this one. I'm going to go with Edge, Dr. Trey, to win this match. I think Edge is in line for a big 2022. See, this is where we're going to differ because, A, for one. By the way, when did blood turn purple? That that threw me the heck off. That was I, the weirdest I, thing. I think it's the PG era, brother. I was like, it, it looked like they just dumped grape juice all over all over Miz and Maurice and, and a little bit on Eric Bischoff, which I was really happy to see Bischoff on WWE TV. Uh, but this is where we're going to differ. I'm going to take Miz with the help of Maurice to set up the mixed tag match down the road with Beth and Edge against Miz and Maurice. So I'll I take think, Miz getting the win. I think that's a great call. This It was a tough one to choose, to be honest with you. I, I went back and forth on it like crazy. Uh, next match here is for the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. The Usos defend against the New Day. Dr. Trey, who do you like in this one? Oh, man, I've gone back and forth on this one a lot because, I mean, these guys are going to put on a great match. They always do. I think I'm going to stick with the Usos. So I'm going to take the Usos to retain. Although, once again, it would not surprise me Woods and Kofi getting the win. But I, I, to me, I think at some point, if uh, I'll save it for the, for the Drew match here in a little bit. But I'm going I'm to, or not Drew, but the Roman match. I'm going to keep the Usos on top right now. So I'll take the Usos to win. This is a good thing for WWE. Like this Saturday, day one, this is a tough card to predict. And I'm, I'm feeling it in your voice, Dr. Trey. I'm feeling it the same way here. I had a tough decision here on this match, but I'm going to go with the Usos retaining because I feel like the New Day has gotten the better of the Usos throughout the entire feud, uh, or at least build-up, I should say, thus far. Uh, next match, fatal four-way match for the WWE Championship. Big E defends against Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, Bobby Lashley. Uh, reportedly, Seth Rollins, he it came out on Twitter and said he has COVID. We did not see Big E and Bobby Lashley this past Monday. It's just been Kevin Owens. Um, so who knows if this match gets changed at day one? Hopefully not. Uh, this was a tough one to call. I, I'm going to go with Kevin Owens, Dr. Trey. I, I think his character over the last five, six weeks has been some of the best character building I've seen from him since maybe the Jericho feud. Um, I think this is a good time to capitalize on Kevin Owens. I, I'm going to go with the title change. I'm going to say Kevin Owens is our WWE champion. Yeah, this one's like I, I, I could make a case for any one of the four. Absolutely. Lashley had a great run. The, the, the Rollins character keeps growing on me more and more. That, that promo Monday night, I was looking at it going, man, he, he's got elements of the Joker mixed in with his crazy over the topness and stuff like that. Kevin's been on top, plus signed a new contract, so maybe it's a reward. Big E's had an okay run, but it hasn't been great. I, I, I'm gonna take. I think I'm with you. I think I'm gonna take Kevin Owens. I, I I literally want to pick Big E, but just to me, Owens has been the MVP, so it kind of makes sense to, you know, maybe let Big E come back and win the Rumble uh, to get a rematch in WrestleMania. But I, I think I'm gonna take Kevin Owens to get getting the win, basically for reward for 
resign with the company, also being a great soldier. And then this this run he's been on turning heel has been pretty solid. Uh, and then finally, the main event here for the WWE Universal Championship, Roman Reigns defends against Brock Lesnar. Dr. Trey, who do you like in this one? Uh, I am taking Roman to retain, uh, mainly because I still want to see Drew and Roman go at it at WrestleMania. Um, but they, they could alter courses here. I don't know. Uh, but I, I think I like Roman because then you can do Roman and the Usos versus Drew and the Vikings uh, and tie in cultural stuff as well. So <laughs> I'm going to take – I mean, that's how they do this. They book you know, three ways and stuff like that, and everybody's tied in together. So I'm going to take uh, Roman retaining uh, because Roman's never defeated Brock Lesnar uh, without Paul Heyman in his corner. So uh, I'll take I'll take Roman so that way that, that little bit of monkey gets off his uh, shoulder. Uh, I'm going to take Roman Reigns to retain the Universal Championship as well, our SRTU Wrestler of the Year to retain. But uh, it, it's a tough it, – there's several matches here for day one this Saturday that are major toss-ups. Uh, this match specifically is a major toss-up. I, I love the Paul Heyman firing from two weeks ago on SmackDown. The uh, promo they aired with him sitting down with Caleb Braxton heading into SmackDown was really well done. Makes you it adds another layer and element to this match that uh, I did not foresee coming, which has been very good. I mean, this is a Reigns Lesnar feud that fans are enjoying, which is something that we could not have said uh, ever when these two battled it out multiple times. WrestleMania thirty one uh, and WrestleMania what was it thirty four? I think they that was one Doctor Trey walked out on. Yeah, the main event there. I agree. But, but this feud has been very very good. So there you go. There's our preview and predictions for day one that takes place this Saturday. Thankfully for old guys like Dr. Trey and I, we have a pay-per-view on a Saturday night rather than a Sunday night. Uh, we will recap and review uh, day one on next week's edition of the podcast, the first show of 2022, when we preview the uh, professional wrestling for the year, give our bold and WrestleMania 38 card predictions, and of course, once again, recap and review day one. That's on January the 6th. Uh, the pay-per-view predictions record, 0-0. Zero and zero. We'll see who walks out of it. Uh, the leader after the first pay-per-view of 2002. Uh, with that said, let's wrap it up here, Dr. Trey. Let's wrap up 2021 and, uh, and give out our thank yous. Uh, first and foremost, thank you, the listeners, for supporting the Still Real Toast Show. We've been doing this podcast now since February 2010, uh, close to our 12-year anniversary We've done 620 straight weeks of the podcast. Never miss an episode. Thank you for downloading and supporting us each and every week. Thank you to Dr. Trey for uh, everything that he does each and every week as well. Uh, it's always fun to sit here and do the podcast each and every week. And uh, always love doing it with Dr. Trey. So thank you to our listeners. Thank you to Dr. Trey. Uh, Dr. Trey, before we close up shop here and say goodbye for the year, any final thoughts or thank yous you'd like to give out to uh, our listening base? Well, as always, like you said, I, I want to thank the listeners. They, they, they've always been an integral part of our show. And, and for the fact that we're up around 620 weeks, almost 12 years, there's no way we would have done it without the, the support of the, of the fans listening to the show, you know, retweeting us, getting other people listening to the show, all that stuff. Uh, so big thank you to them. Thank you to you, uh, the, the Robin to my Batman. Uh, the wind beneath my wings. Uh, All right. If had, yeah, if it had been anybody else over 12 years, I would have already divorced you and moved on. But uh, <laughs> you've, you've outlasted one marriage, and you're halfway through my second one. So, hey, we're doing pretty good here. Uh, I got to give a special thanks to the prodigal son himself, Sammy Franklin, for jumping on the podcast with you and, and helping Jeff and I out with our predictions. I, I think he's still waiting for uh, Nia Jax to win the Rumble from last year. He might pick her again this year. Who knows? <laughs> Um, but a big thank you for jumping on and Jeff for allowing him to jump on as well. Um, but it's just been, it's been a very, very quick year, uh, turning on the heels of 2020. And hey, 2021, slight improvement over 2020. 2022, hopefully another step in the right direction as we come out of the pandemic era of professional wrestling. So once again, thank you to everybody that supports this very podcast. We'll have to have Sammy Franklin on soon to give his annual Royal Rumble preview and predictions with his action figures. Um, so enjoy New Year's. Thank you again for supporting the podcast. Anything that it's, uh, we've talked about here on the show, feel free to hit us up on Facebook, facebook.com slash Show, 
or on Twitter at SRTU Podcast. Uh, until next year, for Dr. Trey Franklin, I'm Jeff Pack. Thank you for the support. This is the Still Real Tough Show. If you run a business, Bank of Clark County has you covered. Offering cash management services to automate and simplify your business banking, streamlined digital banking, and merchant payment processing that's a one-stop solution. Plus, Bank of Clark offers corporate credit cards that help you optimize capital, organize expenses, and enhance your business. Whether you're looking to earn points faster or lower your APR, Bank of Clark County has the card that's right for you. Member FDIC. Hey, it's John. You want to look and feel your very best? Visit the team at Cool Contours. They are the number one cool sculpting provider in Virginia. Their award-winning team of certified cool sculpting elite and cool tone specialists work with you to create a fully customized treatment plan to achieve your dream body. Learn more at cool-contours.com. That's cool-contours.com. As ranked by Allergen in June 2021, cool sculpting elite is FDA cleared to be visible fat bulges in nine areas of the body. Some common side effects include temporary numbness, discomfort, and swelling.